Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I am so excited to have my dear friend Anne Duffy here with me today. Anne, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Grace. It's an honor to be invited and I'm looking forward to our discussion. Me too. So the first, I mean, I, I, you and I met, I don't know. Um, I want to say midwinter maybe was uh, the first time we met in person. Well, might've been, but the first time we actually really talked was at the Hinman when you came to dinner with us. And that's when I launched do, which was four years ago. Well, I've never been to the Hinman because it was the ADA in Atlanta. Okay. That's right. Sorry. I've never been to the ADA. Well, it was eight. Maybe it was was Chicago. It was Chicago. Because I'm really stubborn and I am a stubborn human being. And I said, like, I have this bucket list, this dental bucket list. I'm like, I'll go to the Hinman when I get to speak there. (laughs) That sounds like you. (laughs) It is so like me. So stubborn. And I'm finally on the agenda. So I, I am going to be going to the Hinman for the first time. Oh, wonderful. I haven't been yet. So yes, we we met at a dinner um, midwinter a couple years ago. I, we may have met before that as well in different things, but we'll go, we'll go back and look at it. We met, or we may, I don't know which one came first. We also met when I was hosting some friends in that house. Um, I think that was after the fact. Oh, and- yeah. Well, we knew each other. That was really fun, though. We really got to know each other that weekend. Yes. That was some class. You invited that me. Was- that was some- awesome. And that's when we first started talking about strengths. And you were talking to, to me and to the group about strength finding. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm so excited to share with our audience today, because I feel like we all do these personality profiles and things, and we end up um, not knowing where to focus. And I think your message in a lot of these situations is focus on your strengths and tell me about that. Like is how important is that when you're developing a team? Oh, well, so important when you're developing a team, but I'll start with, um, when I discovered what my strengths were and it was about 10 years ago. And, you know, you have to realize it's strength finders 2.0 Don Clifton developed this, uh, program or assessment in 1998. And he, you know, it's like 40 million people have taken it. So they've got all, it's so much scientific data that backs up what your strengths are. And in fact, um, I was going to tell you this before we get started, that it says one in 270,000 chances that someone has the same top five strengths that you have, right? And there is one in 33 million chance that someone would have your top five in the same order. So when you said to me before we started this call that you had taken your strengths, the first time you take it is the most authentic. And the fact that how unique your strengths are, Grace, you know, when you when you realize that, you, you have to own them. So we went into the Strength Finders and I uh, dragged my husband and our daughter and our son. And they were, Kate was, I think, in her 20s and Joey was going to be a sophomore in college. We took it as a family. And it 
changed my life, totally changed my life. I was like, oh my gosh, I finally uh, decided to like, like myself for who I was. They always used to say, always used to say, oh, she talks so much. My grandmother would say, oh, your smile is so big, but my number one strength is woo, which is like winning people over. I never meet a stranger. I was like, oh, that's a strength. It's not a weakness, <laughs> right? And so I found my five top five strengths. I really delved into the science of it. I took the course, I, it was a six week, six week course. And to your point, we take all these assessments, but we don't necessarily do the follow-up to understand what's behind them, right? And also what happened when we took this as a family, I mean, my husband's an entrepreneur and I was like, I kept saying, honey, would you go back to corporate? I really, I have to, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm a reluctant do. Um, I loved being a corporate wife. It was so much fun and I was good at it. Um, but when he decided to start his own company and we were sucking wind and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to go back to work and make some money. Um, I realized that I have to quit asking my husband to please go back to corporate because he is lined up all of his strengths being an entrepreneur. Wow. That, that from that day forward, I was like, I love you, honey, just the way you are. Because the strengths, because of the scientific background, they, they tell you what your like God-given talents are, your natural abilities. And so often we get these assessments and we want to work on our weaknesses, but that doesn't serve us as much as working on our strengths and looking for opportunities that build on our strengths. Um, so, uh, it's, it's been a great journey and I, you know, I, you know, I want to share that with so many people. Um, and I have taken all the tests. I'm mean, not all of them, of course, but you know, you and I, and all of us in, in the leadership roles that we're in have taken quite a few, for some reason, this resonated with me. I it, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have this thought that our strengths are also our weaknesses. It's the, the oh. varies of our personality can be viewed as a strength or as a weakness. So if someone is very impatient, that could be super annoying, uh, but it could also be a very strong strength because we like to get things. I say we, cause I'm talking about myself now. Yeah. I like to get things done quickly. I like to see things all the way through to completion. And yes, it's a huge weakness, but it's also a huge strength. And so it's interesting to see it these different personality um, characteristics viewed only in the terms of strengths, because you're able to really embrace your varies and use it in a positive way. Well, that's true, Grace. And I know, I, I just know right off the bat, two of your strengths, right? You're, you've got to be an achiever and you've got to be an activator. There's no doubt about it. Uh, at least they're in the top 10 because your top 10 can move around a little bit, but every strength has a balcony and a basement, right? So for instance, one of my strengths is positivity. And so again, my kids, I used to drive them crazy because they would be moping around about a grade they got or they lost a game. And I would just be like, yes, honey, but guess what? You know, it'll be so much better because you'll be happier that you got that C because you'll be able to blah, blah, blah. I mean, I would just make it up. I can turn anything into a positive. And that annoyed my children so much growing up and they'll still talk about that. So that's the basement because then I'm not listening, right? And so there, but the balcony is, you know, people kind of like to be around me because no matter what happens in life, I'm like 
I mean, my friends say to, uh, that I always go, well, it's all good. It's all good. And so, you know what I'm saying? I, so I know what you're saying. If you're patience, you know, it's a virtue, but if you're impatient, and you want to get things done. Who do we want to go to, to get things done? We're going to go to grace because we know yeah. that you're going to get things done. No matter what you're going to meet your deadlines, you're going to get that. And so that's a beautiful talent to have. Right. And, and when you say it, it sounds like a weakness, like impatience sounds like a weakness because right. we're taught that patience is a virtue and patience is so important in relationships and it's so important in um, parenting. And it's, it's important to know when that characteristic needs to be uh, tempered a little bit, but it's also a strength. So yeah. um, how does understanding the strengths that the people in our lives have, how does that help us in our relationships? Well, I think just what you said, um, and I can go back to our family, like once we all knew our strengths and we did this in our workplace too. So the whole office, I will tell maybe you should go to dental now, but the whole office, we did a strength assessment and we had the Gallup coaches come in. So we knew that um, say Sally, for instance, would not be the perfect person to be at the front desk because she had no woo, no positivity. She was very strategic. She was, you know, a learner and liked her books and, and you know, um, um, so many different strengths that didn't lend themselves to greeting patients, to making them feel comfortable, right? And so that's just one example. And then it's fun because like Tom and I, my husband, like we'll be going somewhere or making a plan for the weekend. And then he, I'll, I'll say, well, let's do this instead. And, and, and he gets a little annoyed, but I'm like, hey, remember, honey, I'm the arranger. I'm an arranger, you're not. It's 34 on your list, it's number five on my list. So that's, that just gives me, I think, the understanding. The, base, the, the best thing that happens with strengths is personally, you really fall in love with yourself. I know I'm good at these things, they're innate talents. If I take knowledge and experience and put them together, they turn into a strength, right? And so we want to work from our strengths. We want to look for opportunities that engage and reinvest in our strengths. And so um, knowing what other people's strengths are and knowing that everyone has strengths, everybody has a top five, everybody. So what you do, I can't do. And what I do, you can't do, but I appreciate what you do. And I know that together we can do great things. And then toward leadership and building your teams, right? You don't want to have everybody have a similar personality because that doesn't allow you to grow. You really want to, in your hiring um, efforts, look for people that have complementary strengths to yours. But you first have to know what you're good at. And I have just delved into this. I know I'm good at it. It gives such great confidence because, you know, I'm not good. It was uh, my number 34. I just worked on the five, the top five for, you know, eight years. I just found out what the top, my 34 were, right? Is where the whole list goes. My last one was individualization. And I was like, dang. So I have strength envy because I have my sisters. That's like one of our top five. And she always buys the perfect gift. And I struggle. I can never get the bright gift. I fret over it. The kids never wear anything. In fact, my, my son one time said, mom, I need not 
nothing more from Banana Republic, right? Okay, so he's in LA, he's a, you know, he's an artist and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I would buy him Banana Republic stuff. So anyway, my point is, that's my last drink. And so just knowing that you just, you know, he gives me a break. They're like, okay, well, mom, here, she's giving me another gift and, you know, toss it. So now, you know, I, I uh, ask for the list, but that's an example of um, giving people to use your, your name, the grace to live their strengths the way they are supposed to live them and know that they're doing their best, right? So we all have strengths and they're just not the same. That's interesting. So let's say that individualization is low on the list, but you know that let's say in business, you're really looking to develop a culture that's strong and you know that something that's seemingly small, like finding the right gift may make a really big difference on um, culture. And that might be, and I'm going to tie in a totally different thing, but that might be someone's love language is, yeah. is gift giving and receiving gifts. And, and if that's their main love language, you, it may not be your strength, but being aware of that may allow you to pay more attention, take notes, not that it's going to be your focus to be like the best in that area, but just having that awareness, um, I think it could still facilitate growth. And I'm obsessed with growth, and that's like where I live all the time. So this accepting myself as I am thing, that might be a stretch for me. <laughs> that might be, a, I'm going to be looking at those last 10 and being like, how do I maybe try oh. to compensate? Maybe how do I compensate? You know, it's funny, Grace, um, that that's what that's what this is. This is going to help you stop that. So I only know what my last one is. I don't know all the other ones. Right. I know what my top five are right off the bat. And I was happy to see that I had strategic at number 11 because I have to do a lot of strategic things. And um, sometimes I think I'm not good at it. But when I look at my strengths, I'm like, you know, I'm not that bad at it. So I think I can do that. Um, but that, but again, for, for eight years, I just focused totally on my top five strengths. And it's funny because when you read the assessment and you read, um, there's, you know, a lot of different, um, articles and things you can read on it. I am, I, I should be publishing magazines. I should be doing a movement. I should be uh, everything that I'm doing right now lines up with even the assessment on, you know, they'll, they'll give you some things on like what, what your, um, your work life should look like. And um, again, it just gives you that rocket fuel, Grace, that we're all looking for to like, um, know that we're meant for this. It's interesting. So I think that as leaders, we need followers, right? We need people that are going to take our advice, come our way, join our movement, join our company, uh, buy our, you know, buy our products, right? And so what do followers want? They want the trust, 
so that our, you know, as leaders that we have to be uh, true to ourselves and that exudes trust when we um, are not different on one day or another, right? They can trust that we are the same person every day. And then they want compassion. And so often, Grace, and I think that I've heard this from consultants, you know, arms distance from all of your, your, your people that work for you. And I think that the, the best leaders have compassion for their employees. They know about them. They know their family. I mean, I worked for a guy. He never asked me anything about my family ever. And I mean, you know, like uh, I always, that always struck me um, funny. And so therefore I didn't have as much, um, what could I say? Uh, uh, connection. connection. Yeah. Loyalty, I guess loyalty, because, you know, that's important to me. And I think compassion is important and stability is very important. We all want stability and security, and especially with the election going on. I mean, we need that in our country and in our lives. And it that stability is like the here and now, but I also think great leaders give us hope for the future. And I think that is something that is really important. And no matter what your strengths are, you have to dig and find out those four things that you can find in your strengths because they're, they're in everyone's wheelhouse. Um, to give to people so that they will follow you. And that, you know, actually that it's, I think the maybe the test testament to a true leader is not necessarily what's going on right now, but long after you're gone, what is carried on, right? What is carried on? What what message is carried on when we're not when we're not here and in the present? So I think, you know, building a strong team and and having them be loyal. And also um, the, the greater good of the, what the team does and not just my personal accomplishments, if I would speak to myself. You know, what is your personal accomplishment? I mean, I think that is, that's lacking somehow, right? It, it's always, where are we going? What are we doing? And I think the strongest teams can get through the conflicts, can get through the, um, the stops, you know, the downturns because of those actually four points of, you know, showing up and, and uh, with trust, compassion, stability, and hope for our team. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And if you've got that foundation of compassion, if your team really knows that you care about them, even if you have an off day, they have that foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, they know that it, they don't take it personally because they know that generally speaking, that's, that doesn't define you because we all have moments where it's funny. I sent my team a message yesterday. I'm like, um, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought that maybe I didn't need my thyroid medication anymore. Didn't take it for a, a several weeks and now I can barely function. So <laughs> you've been warned. It's going to take me a few weeks to get back to like normal. And I won't do that again at least for another 10 years. Um, and they were all kind of like, you know, laughing and understanding. And then someone had sent me something like maybe two hours later, and I'm not kidding you. And I was like a vegetable. I had no energy left in me. And I'm like, I didn't even know what I was writing back to her, but I was not in a place to be able to give the guidance and leadership and compassion that I normally, that I normally give, but it wasn't a big deal. I came in today and she's like, don't worry about it, you know, because she knows it's not my normal 
you know, thing. And how important is that foundation of, of trust, relationship, family? You're really building a family when you have a business mm -hmm. and, um, to know each other at this level and to know not only somebody's favorite lunch item, what kind of food they like or when their birthday is, but to know them, to really take the time, create the time to spend with your team, that that I think is crucial. And then when you add this strength finder test to it, it, it shouldn't be shocking. Like the results I don't think should be mind blowing for you. You should look at it and probably if you have that relationship foundation in your team, you should look at it and go, oh yeah, that's why you do da 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 this all makes sense, right? And that's part of the exercise we, we do in, in some of the facilitations that I've done. It's it's called the mirror exercise. So you would ask your team, or, or, or I would say, because I can see in you, Grace, I know you well enough that I can see some fabulous, obviously you're a leader, and there's no doubt about that, but also how I can see some of your strengths pan out in your everyday uh, life, in your, in your leadership uh, business and your business and your personal life. So to have your, your team look at you and say, how, you know, it just, it just makes you feel good. It's like, what, how, like if, if achiever is in your um, top five, which I'm pretty sure it is, then how do they see you achieving? And how does that make them feel really good? The, the goodness of that. And so that just is going to puff you up to just like, know that you're doing the right thing and you're going to achieve more and they're going to go with you, but you've built that trust because one thing I do know about you too, Grace, is that you, what you see is what you get and you are very authentic. And so that builds trust that they know that you care deeply about them. They know that, you know, and then we're, Hey, listen, I've been in a fetal position basically since we decided to go virtual for the retreat, because it's not easy. It's stressful. I feel like I've got a lot on my shoulders and, um, and I think, you know, leaders need to like be able to ask for help and know who to, to get it and be humble enough to take it. And, um, you know, and sometimes I do know what I need because I know what I don't have. And, um, and to just, you know, take, to work so hard on my weaknesses, I'm never going to get the same level of uh, benefit as, as, as if I'm working on my strengths. So I, I really stay focused on my strengths. I, I truly do. And I and forgive me if I'm I'm not, you know, the best gift buyer. Okay. So <laughs> I, right. I own it. But it, you know, another thing that's kind of interesting, maybe to your readers, there's a and you're too young for this, but there was an Evelyn Wood test a long time ago, speed reading test. And I remember, you know, who could read the fastest, right? And so if you have I remember this, that actually. Do you? Okay. I, I do. I was young, but I remember that being such a thing that people cared about is like, did you do the speed reading? Could you speed read? Yeah. 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 And so what they did was they, they, it's like the bell curve. So the, the people that were reading fast in the, in the classroom, say for instance, um, and then they put the people that were re great readers and the people that weren't such great readers in this classroom, and they gave them all the Evelyn Wood speed reading test. And so the people, the, the ones that weren't that great at reading, they improved significantly by taking this test. And so then the, the question is, well, how do you think the ones that read pretty well already, or even better, how do you think they did on the test? And they did like 10 times better than they did before because it was a strength for them. So they, you put rocket fuel on your strength 
everybody got better. But if you're already good at it and it, you have this talent from day one and you'll see it in your girls, you know, I mean, they have this, you, they have um, strength finders for teens. And I'm, I'm, I'm just bummed that I, I God, I probably was, I was in my late fifties, I think, or, you know, mid fifties when I took strength finders, how fabulous would it have been to be a teen to take this because they don't change really. They, they you know, they really are, they've got yeah, this. I was going to ask you about that because. Yep. I, oh. I have, I don't know. I think things happen in our lives that change us significantly. And I don't think it happens often, but we do have moments where there are moments where we either come to God, find God, or we have defining moments in our lives where sometimes we'll go through something and we come out of it and we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, well, that definitely happened to me during, during COVID, during the shutdown, and so I'd be really curious to see a comparison because I, I think generally speaking, our personalities are pretty set at a young age and things, some things don't change, but I will tell you my motivations have changed, um, which then in turn changes everything else. So it's, it's interesting. It is interesting, but this is my belief that we are born with these talents that I, I, you know, you and I are faith-filled women, right? So I feel like I was given these talents for a reason and that I'm using them and that they've, I've always had them. And I think that you are, have always, you'll be surprised. It might not be the top five in the right order, Grace. And you're certainly, you know, you certainly can take it again. It's, it's okay. I know people don't always get the exact same order. That's, that's kind of unusual too, but the theme is always going to be, you're always going to still be in your theme. So the theme would be strategic influencer relationship. And um, uh, what's the other one? I can't remember, but um, they, they all fit into a certain category and you'll see that those will still pop up in you. That'll be, that'll be interesting. And, and as a teenager, again, you know, because it doesn't go, it's not like it's going to be the opposite at all you're going to be right in that little wheelhouse that you were when you were 13, Grace, than when you are right now. You're, you're still, you know, that, and that's cool because you know about yourself. Yeah, I was, I definitely am the same person in a lot of levels. Like I remember being like the first one in class, my hand raised, like always the leader of every project I ever was in. So I could totally relate to that. Um, So before we kind of, you know, close this topic, I want to ask you something about finding your calling. Um, you know, how important is it that people seek to find their calling in life? And do you think that people have one calling? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, I think we have to do some work on finding your calling. Um, I've done some work on that. And, um, you know, your strengths are really like how you do it. Your calling is really what you do. And when you find it, and I know what mine is because I've taken an assessment and it, and when I, when you finally figure that out, nothing can stop you. I mean, you're going to have those days. You're still going to have COVID. You're still going to have crap. You're still going to blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) when it's the calling is like, it's bigger than you. It is just so much bigger than you. And if you keep your eye on that, I, I feel like your, you know, life will 
you know, at the end of the day, and I mean, you know, I always say dues never retire, right? But at the end of the day, we're going to skid into heaven or wherever we're going to go, um, having used everything for a greater good. And a calling is always about the greater good. Um, you know, I, you know, you think about um, like even like Mother Teresa, this little, little, you know, little teeny woman that would, you know, made such an impact on the world. She had a calling. She just never stopped. But it wasn't like she had, you know, Facebook or social media. I don't even know how that all happened to spread her love and joy around the world. But she never gave up. And it was her calling. And when you find it and you never give up, um, you're going to succeed. I mean, it's, you know, they're going to ask you when they get the pearly gates, like, hey, how'd you do with them? The talents that we gave you, right? And uh, you say, well, oh, well, that was that. that I don't know the Bible passages because I, you know, I don't know all that stuff. But I just know that they say one one guy plant, uh, you know, buried his talent, and the other guy made to the two talents into four talents, right? So you know, we want we're getting talents from God in the womb for us to do something spectacular, and every person can be or is spectacular in their own right, in their own way. Because, you know, um, everybody's got strengths. Everybody has their unique strengths. And I applaud them. And I try to find them. And then as a leader, again, to be, go back to leadership, Grace, is how do we know our people and develop their strengths with them, help them develop those strengths? I think that's true leadership as well. I love that. And I, I know as people um, take their strength finder test and they start to be more aware of their top strengths and then feel good about that. You see this achieved um, self-acceptance that you speak of. And then from there, I think people a lot of times have aha moments that either, oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This is, I'm not really using these key strengths in the right type of role for me. Maybe I need to think about making some major changes in life and so that I, so that I can be fulfilled, so that I could feel that I live my my purpose and my calling. Um, so I think that's helpful. So Anne, tell tell me about Do, and tell me about um, how people can get in touch with you and learn more about Do. Well, thanks, Grace. Do started about four years ago when I was kind of upset um, with some of the things that were happening with women in dentistry, and I was just one of those Aaron Brockovich moments. I hung the phone up, and I'm like, I'm going to start a a movement for to raise all women in dentistry. Oh yeah, I'm an activator too. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be hard. Um, and so we started a movement, and it's basically to highlight the women like you in dentistry, the goodness that you guys have to highlight, and then inspire, empower, and really the the key for for do dental entrepreneur woman is to connect all women in all career paths in dentistry. Because what I was also finding where there were so many amazing women, and we've seen this in COVID, that are leaving the profession. So let's keep them in the profession and show them a way to thrive and be fulfilled in our profession. Because a lot of times there's so many different paths that we can take with the knowledge and our educations. Um, that we we don't we want to stay strong going forward, and you know, 62% of Tufts graduating class, as I re referred to earlier from MJ Hanlon, um, is are women this year. That's great. I mean, you know, women are basically taking over dentistry, and yet in the high 
places in the in the industry and the speaking gigs and the money and all of that stuff, we're falling. We're still way behind. We're way behind. And we need to come together so that we can, um, you know, not push the men away because we, you know, I, I love men, actually, and I love our dudes, but we want to sit at the table with them and help make decisions um, and uh, bring a little uh, do femininity to uh, the industry. I love it. I love it. And um, what website can our listeners visit if they want to get involved in do? Thank you. It's, it's do, D-E-W dot life is our website. And then we are having a retreat November 12th and 13th. Uh, we are closing uh, the virtual uh, attendance uh, tomorrow because everybody that's coming is getting a really cool little do box of love from me. And um, it, you go on doliferetreats.com. It's going to be virtual the 12th and 13th. And so that's uh, around our, our theme is strengths, living your strengths. And we've got some great speakers and you can find out who they are on that website. So Great. Uh, appreciate you letting me share and dental entrepreneurs for all those young graduates that are graduating in dentistry. It's the business side of dentistry. So if you want to write for us, if you want to join us, we are, everyone's in, in welcome. Let's put it that way. Awesome. Thank you, Anne. And to our audience, thank you so much for uh, following. Thanks for being in our Facebook group. Again, we are now known as Dentistry is Growing with Grace. And if you have a topic that you'd like to share that you feel could really help to um, develop your colleagues and help to elevate the profession, please reach out to me, grace at identitydental.com. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. Thank you.